What's up, dirt bags? Welcome to episode 172 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, what's going on? Just a lovely day, you know, getting through it, getting close to the end of school year, so I'm kind of winding down. You are winding down. Uh, how many? Three more days? Three two, days two with more the kids. Days, three three days, more days with the kids. Three more days with the kids, and uh, then uh, I got to go till June 2nd with the staff. I guess I'd, I'd rather take the kids. <laughs> then the staff give me three days with the kids and take three days away from i believe that staff. i believe that uh yeah we you, kinda, how are you doing i'm doing all right i'm yeah. doing all right i feel but, like you always ask me that question how's it going and i never ask you how's it going so i'm feeling good uh kind of feeling like my legs got hit with a bunch of baseball bats but uh like you were on a horse for a while yeah that that i feel like i i put in some saddle time and <laughs> feel like i wrestled a couple calves feel like a real genuine cowboy you kind of looking like it i i don't want to sit here and brag but let's just say i earned a budweiser <laughs> <laughs> my my question for you now is like do you got a cool where do you go where, from here right, what do, like, you, do you buy you a need, ranch instantly or do you oh right do you sign up you've for day shopping. help or you've been I, shopping yeah, this week you know you've been I have doing been. little shopping you know i have you know, been seeing if there's any land close to the cox ranch that you know you might be able to snag up from underneath of them or something like that do you like have you thought of seriously thought of a like a cowboy name like like there's some seriously some badass cowboy like nicknames you know they all kind of give that one i mean yeah i i don't know like let's you know some like out there wi- like, wild bill yeah. sundance uh you know and and those are just cool ones i right. i think uh I don't know. I th- I think I'd have to be Dusty Saddle or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd have to be Shotgun Sturman. Shotgun Sturman. I think, yeah, I th- shooting from the hip. Yeah, just you know. I mean, I don't aim. I can't see very well to be <laughs> to begin with. You know, just kind of spray lead until they're dead. <laughs> spray lead until they're dead. That's, that's right. That's what. You know, that's that's something to live by. Just spray lead till they're dead. <laughs> I might not get them good, but I might get. But I'm going to get them. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's another story. Uh, um, if you guys listened last week, you know that uh, I was out at the Cox Ranch this past weekend for branding. Uh, Matt was up on Madeline Island, up in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And uh, um, those stories uh, will be told a little bit later in the show. Uh, lots of cowboy stuff. Lots of lots of Wisconsin nice stuff. Uh, but. Uh, um, first and foremost, Matt, um, some more some more news coming out of Nebraska. When I was down there this weekend, uh, we kind of talked about it. Uh, I found the article. I looked it up. But uh, down on Standing Bear Lake by Omaha, um, and I believe these are crappie that we're talking about, uh, which Nebraska, I believe, has a 15-fish limit. Um, a while back, uh, conservation officers caught uh, three guys with 162 fish over their <laughs> limit. Over their limit. So, I mean, we got three guys. They've already got 45 fish. And then they decided to proceed to catch 162 more. So, we are talking about a total of 207 crappies. Wow. And I don't know how many they were shooting for, but I mean that's when conservation officers got to them. Yeah, uh, 
I mean, yeah, that's they, you know, like they didn't catch them like transporting them. They caught them while they were fishing. I believe they caught them on the water. So, uh, um, yeah, two hundred over two hundred fish. Um, the the top dog in that crew uh, um, received a two thousand eight hundred and forty nine dollar ticket. Uh, another guy got a $349 ticket and one of the guys was not ticketed. Um, but it gets better. Four days later, the conservation officers at the same lake catch a different crew with 103 fish over their limit. One guy got himself a $2,449 ticket. The other guy, a $549 ticket. So a total of 265 fish were confiscated and total tickets uh, at $6,196. I get it. $6,196 seems like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I mean, I, I don't care who you are. It's a lot of money. And uh, I think that roughly comes out to be something along the lines of uh, um the article I read said something about $25 per fish is, is kind of the, um, what they're finding these guys. And so I, I, I want to know, Matt, is, is that okay with you? Is that, is $25 a fish? Is that about what it should be? Should it, should it be higher? Should it be lower? Um, should guys that are catching, you know, 10 times their legal limit, should they ever be allowed to get a fishing license again? Uh, if they're fishing from a boat, should the state be confiscating their boat? Should they be confiscating the rods and reels and the tackle that are in it? Uh, I, I want to know what your opinion is on a fair. You know, I, I think it's easy to have a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, right. And say, yeah, everybody. Death penalty, right, you know, you know. freaking kill them, you know, put them in jail forever, never give them a fishing license again. But what, I mean, what is a realistic penalty that is acceptable? It's fair. You know, I mean, I'm, it, it's simple to say, well, all, all criminals should get the death penalty. You know, that'll solve <laughs> right. crime. Well, yeah. you know, you're not 100% wrong, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, what what is reasonable? I, I'd, I'd like to know your opinion. Well, first, before I dive into that, I want to go back to the first three guys. Like, I want to know what that third guy did to, like, totally get out of, like, not getting fined. Did, yeah, like, did he, he text? Like, he did was he, like... <laughs> he's not friends a, with them anymore. It's like, no, uh, you think you can give me a ride home because I know I'm not going home with this. It wasn't... I Nope, it wasn't me, you know, it's just... It reminds me of that Bill Dance commercial. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, the Garmin trolling motor where that, that guy comes up and you got a license and he said, nope, nope, and jumps out of the boat. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, $25 a fish. I think that's not a bad, like, fine per fish personally, but I think when you, I think that there should be something set in the, in the guidelines and the bylaws or whatever, like if you get to a certain point over your your limit, then it even like multiplies even more. Yep. Like so that so that I way 100% you know. Percent agree. So with that, that way, if a guy like so, if the limit is fifteen and a guy comes in accidentally comes in with seventeen, and the conservation officer, you know, is going to be like, well, you know, I'm going to warn you this time, or you know, I'm going to give you the ticket, and it's you know twenty five dollars per fish over your limit you know, $50 right there. But I think like 
then if a guy is like they're purposely doing this, I mean, if they have 200 and some fish and they're 162 over, I mean, once you reach, I don't know, maybe if it's like double what the daily limit is, you know, we're going to bump that up to like $50. Yeah. Double, double the price of the fish. And you know, at that point too, it's just like the monetary amount, you know, is it really, does it really make a difference then for these guys? Is it going to stop them from doing it? I mean, I definitely think in a situation like that, they, there should be a lengthy, if not a lifetime ban as far as licenses go. I mean, it's definitely would not be under for me personally. I don't think guys like that should be able to get a fishing license within, I don't know, 10 years. Yep. Say, but you know, then people are going to argue with, well, they're just going to go out and go fishing anyways. Well, at least they don't have the privilege or the right to go to a store and be able to purchase a license when they've, you know, knowingly done this on purpose and like kind of really, you know, really affected the system. When if the conservation officers in that area know, you know, like, Hey, Dan down the way doesn't have a fishing license. They're going to, you know, and, and a guy who's as high profile, I mean, this has got to be a pretty solid big case. Oh, you, know? you would think so. I mean, you know, it made the news. If, if they revoke fishing license privileges from this guy, I would say for the next five to 10 years, it'd be pretty simple. Right. You know, and, and maybe it's different in Omaha. That's a big area. You know, I mean, up here in small town, you know, if, if you go drive down by the river, you know who's fishing, yeah. you know, yep. like, not nah, that dude don't have a fishing license. It's no different than, you know, in a small town here, you drive around and it's like, you know, hey, there's so-and-so who's driving, you know, he yeah. got a DUI a couple yeah. weeks ago. He's you don't got no damn driving. license. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I, uh, I, I also agree with you, you know, like you say, uh, a guy that, that possibly made an honest mistake and brings in one, two fish over his limit, you know didn't didn't do a good enough job counting in his live well should not be fined at the same rate as the guy that purposely you know 100% caught like yeah. hundreds of fish over his limit and and I I 100% agree with that you know at a certain point I I don't know I I would say if if you catch double or triple your daily limit I don't think you get your fishing license back. Oh, no, you know, I, I, right. I think because because I think we all know that wasn't his first time that he caught oh, that exactly, many fish. Right. You know, I mean, it's it, the first this, time this they is got a, caught. Right, this is a habitual offender. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure of it. Because guys and, that guys that like obey the guidelines and the rules and the regulations, they're they're not going to go out there like they do it all the time. They're not just going to have that one moment of weakness lapse where they're going to be like. All right, let's just catch as many as we can catch. I mean, they know what the consequences are. They right. know, I mean, they have a conscience, so yeah. You know, I'll I will say it never does say how old these people are and, you know, in in your mind you think about when you were a senior in high school and young and dumb and full of cum and, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I never did anything like this, but I did some stupid stuff we all know, and, stupid and not, things. not necessarily hunting and fishing stuff, but I mean, you know, I, I drank too many beers and I smoked too many cigarettes and I, you know, smashed road signs with beer bottles and, 
You know, I mean, I did a lot of stupid, stupid stuff. And do I think that a, an 18 year old in high school that, you know, just made a stupid, stupid, stupid mistake should lose his, his, uh, fishing privileges forever? No, probably not. You know, and, and I don't know why I feel that way. You know, an 18 year old is good enough to go fight in the war. You know, I mean, I would, I would battle that an 18 year old should be able to drink alcohol but I don't feel like he should get punished the same way that a 45 year old that purposely caught a hundred fish over his limit should. So, you know, maybe in that aspect, maybe it should only be a 10 year ban, a five year ban. I I don't know. And maybe like, like a probationary thing too. Like if, you know, they they don't have any other, you know, marks on their checks on their record as far through the GFP and all that stuff or in any other States, then, you know, they, they're able to, get it back after a certain amount of time but uh what do you think about community service volunteering your time helping with the fisheries departments you know i mean i think that it i think that it's something that should be added on top of it i mean you know a lot of people would be like well you know like you said jail time and stuff like that i don't know like if those type of things warrant jail time where you're like what are you in for <laughs> you know i mean you know, i right. if, if you're a 40 year old dude like i'm not afraid to throw you in for a weekend well you that's know? what I mean, I mean like you know that, there's like got to be small, a penalty right that, you know so yeah, they know not, it's real not 10 like, years like i mean yeah you know some dude gets busted for rape and he's doing less time than some dude that catches you know 25 fish over his limit yeah. you know that that's not the same that's not the same type of penalty but definitely community service i mean that like i said that should be kind of a given on top of it and i mean you got to follow all these if you want to get your license back and stuff like that and if if you don't well then fine then you're not going to be able to get a license ever again what do you think about confiscating a boat on something like that i just don't think confiscating like equipment as far as like a boat goes i don't always agree with with that i mean it is a good stiff consequences oh yeah it definitely is but uh and as far as like equipment goes it would be hard to do like the equipment thing because i mean if a guy's got some why can you know like we're going to take your fishing rods well this guy has ten dollar walmart rods and this guy has you know i mean yeah, yeah you're still confiscating the stuff but uh, i don't know i think the fines um uh, I think the if you've got licenses, I think if you've got three times over your legal limit of fish, and and the conservation officer comes and talks to you, and and it's clear, you know, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of a species where it's like ah, you know what? I get where you could have mixed that up. You know, something. Uh, um, I, I think some of these states have you know, 25 total panfish, pan right. You yeah. know, 25 total panfish and, you know, people or can 10, get that mixed right, up where yeah. they, you know, take 25 crappies, take 25 yep. bluegills. Yep. And, you know, I, I could get where a person could get that mixed up. Uh, you know, so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of grace there, but, uh, somebody who, who is catching 162 fish over the limit, I'm not giving you any grace. I think you damn well knew what you were doing. I think you have done it before, and I think you ought to lose your boat. Yeah, I maybe I, I, maybe maybe like lose like they confiscate your boat or whatever until you have your fines paid. Until like if you're like on a probationary deal or something like that, 
yeah. I, I, I think you sell the boat at public auction, and I think the money uh, raised from selling your boat goes back into stocking projects. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, that's, oh, yeah. that's my opinion. And, you know, and, and I mean, that doesn't mean it's right. I've got an opinion. You've got an opinion. And, and you know, 400 people, you know, that are listening have different opinions. And, and guess what? No one's wrong. And that's the best part about this. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I am a firm believer in stiff consequences. Uh, and there um, should you know, be. Deter I mean, people a little bit, you know. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of look at it as too like that we've had a string of burglaries in the area recently and stuff yep. like that and people are always like well how do you like how do you stop that well Shoot you know em. exactly if a lot <laughs> if a lot more burglars were getting shot a less a lot a lot less people would think about doing the burglary yep. so i mean i've i've said like you put a couple billboards around town that say the sheriff's office is okayed it that you can shoot somebody if they're stealing their car i will Bet you good money that car theft goes down. Yeah, you know, people, Guaranteed. Well, all these carjackings and stuff. But yeah, back to this. It, I, you know, I guess when it's something severe like that, like a hundred and some over, definitely. You know, that, that's I why I say like three to four equipment. times. I, I get that. Yeah. I mean, because it is. is I mean, comparable to something. I mean, at that point, you know, you're committing a crime and you just keep committing even a worse crime. I mean, it's not like, ah, oh, we're just going to take 10 over the limit and call it good. I mean, we're going to keep going until hopefully we don't get caught. And you know, it's, like we it's, said, who knows how many other times they went down there and caught like 200 fish. And Yeah, but say, say the limit is 15 and you knowingly keep 25, 10 over your limit, or you knowingly keep 115, 100 over your limit, are you more of a criminal you know, I, I don't know. I'm thinking about like shooting somebody. Are you more of a criminal if you shoot them with five bullets instead of four? You know, is, is right. that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure how, how I feel about that. You know, I, I get, I get how people make mistakes. We've all, we've all made mistakes. I get how you can be young and, and do something. I get how you can be out with your buddies and things get a little out of hand, you know, whatever it, it happens, but you know, there has to be some consequences. And I just, you know, I'm curious, you know, living here in the Midwest, Matt, you know, I'm sure you growing up, you know, you, you always heard about deer slug hunters, you know, that are chasing deer through cornfields and shooting out of pickup windows. And, you know, you always hear stories about guys losing pickups and guys losing tractors and, yeah. you know, getting stuff confiscated, you know, selling shotguns down in Des Moines at the, you know, public auction. And I don't know, like, I just, if, if this was ever, if there was ever going to be something like that in a fishing case, this, 162 this, right. over the limit, I, I believe that this is, is up in that neck of the woods. No, I, you know, I, I mean, I could definitely see it. I wouldn't argue against the fact that if they confiscated somebody's boat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it it just sucks to see. Yep. I mean, it's really they're just robbing from everybody else and Yep. There definitely has to be severe consequences for things like this. It's, like you said, it's no different than like poaching and, you know, people going out there and shooting 10 to 15 deer and just, you know, leaving them lay or whatever. I mean, there needs to be harsh penalties so these things stop. Yep. 
Yeah, well, moving along, uh, more Nebraska news. Uh, the Vogels Lodge and Lure in Lemoyne, Nebraska. The Shut Up and Fish tournament uh, was this past weekend, uh, with the winners being Jason Kruger and Lee Williams. Uh, Kruger's actually, uh, um, I've actually met Kruger. I've talked to Kruger. Um, I actually sat in his trailer house one time back when he still had a trailer on the north side of Lake McConaughey. Um, whatever uh hell of a good fisherman i don't know if he if he still got the same boat but he used to have a tiller warrior and he would never get up from that back seat like that he had everything he needed right within a reach of that back seat and uh he always fished at this place called shingles and uh uh you know that at lake mcconaughey there's actually a town you know underneath of that lake that that they dammed up and uh i think when they would go slabbing he would end up catching shingles and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, bring them, bring them back up. But, uh, um, yeah, well, congratulations to, uh, to Jason and Lee. Um, I know that there was a 12, uh, 12 and a half pounder, 12.34, I believe it was, um, fish caught in that tournament, uh, couple over 10 handful of nines. And, you know, there was, uh, there was a lot of big fish, uh, McConaughey showed out, but, uh, um, the two-day 10 fish total for uh, Jason and Lee, 46 pounds, 46.79 pounds. Ooh. And, uh, um, yeah, pretty solid 10-fish uh, 10, 10 uh, yeah, limit. That's a heck of a heck of a good weekend. And, you know, you, t- you bring up that point of him running that tiller like that. It is kind of fun. Like, I always, like, think of, like, those really good drummers that you watch that you can sit there and do all the – he's kind of like the Tommy the Tommy Lee of <laughs> Tiller Boat and yep. out there. I mean, those guys can. I mean, they don't – like you said, they don't move from that seat, and they got everything within arm's reach, and it is. It's kind of a well, well-oiled well machine when they're back there. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, there was a bass tournament over in Okaboji this last weekend, too, and uh, it took 28 pounds to win. Now, we were talking about the Okaboji Open a couple weeks ago that took 27 pounds to win. Big Stone, a week after that, took 31 to win. Over at Okaboji this last weekend, it took 28 to win and 27 for second. I mean, and then the Bassmaster Elite Series down at Lake Fork Fork was over the century mark there too. So, I mean, it's just, it was a big fish weekend. I mean, I guess. I don't, I, do you think it's because of the weather this spring? Everything seems kind of pushed back. So, they're, you know, the fish are we're catching a little bit you know more of the pre-spawn fish they really haven't moved up to spawn and it, it's been screwy and up and down so i don't know the the water is staying a little, a little bit, bit cooler, cooler a little and, bit later and then maybe them fish are kind of uh staying up there a little bit longer yeah i i don't know i i, I just feel like when you're scrolling through facebook though it seems like they're you know a a not only in the tournaments but b just uh, you know, the guide services and, you know, on the, you know, fishing Minnesota, fishing North Dakota pages, like there's a lot of big fish being caught. Yeah. It just seems like this spring there has been just a ton of them, like whether it be bass, whether it be walleye, whether it be panfish, it just seems like there is a lot of fat fish too being caught. So... You know, and here I am, uh, you <laughs> well, know, right, I, think I, I, I think I've only open water fished, uh, two or three times so far right. this year i haven't year. even got my boat out in the month of the month of may 
I mean, that's just nuts. You're going to have Great. to fix that. I know. Hopefully this Saturday I'm going to get it out. But, I mean, you know, you talk about scrolling through Facebook there and, you know, like seeing everybody else out fishing. Do you ever feel like that sense of urgency, like like you're missing out? Like you don't you don't feel like you're, like, maybe I'm not as much of a fisherman as I, as I thought I was because you're seeing all these other people out there and stuff. Do you, do you kind of feel that pressure sometimes? For sure. And, uh, you know, I think... A, you know, they, they talk about a lot of depression because of, you know, social media that, that, you know, people sit there and watch other people and they, they compare their lives to those other people. And it's like, golly, you know, you know, I I've, I've read stuff about moms comparing their, you know, I don't know, momness to other moms, you know, like, wow, her hair's always done up nice and. You know, her, her kids are always having fun and, and, you know, I'm sure her house is clean and whatever. And, you know, then look at me, well, that lady went and doctored up her daughter, took a picture yeah, and, like, and, you know, whatever. When really behind the scenes, it, it's it wasn't near, a, yeah, exactly. falling apart at the seams, but it's like it, you appear on social media, like, yeah, all right. Yep. And it's no different than the guy going and lifting weights and, you know, man, you think he's, he's got it going on. And, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of dudes and a lot of ladies that get out fishing a lot and they catch a lot of big fish and, and you know, their lives are great and, and whatever, but uh, it, it is easy to fall into that trap. And, you know, for for me, I've, I've got a, you know, I've got a baby and this last weekend would have been a weekend I could have fished and, and obviously I went down to, uh, you know, a branding down in Nebraska and you know, it, it's all right if you don't spend right. every waking moment fishing. You know, not all of your free time has to go to fishing. You're still just as big of a fisherman. You, you know, yeah. we all we're all doing this, and and I guess there too. I don't think you and I have ever been ones that toot our our horn. You know, saying, "Well, we fish more than everyone else." Oh, right. Yeah. No, we don't. You know, we love fishing. We don't fish more than anyone else. We're not better than anyone else. We're just we enjoy fishing and. Uh, I guess, I guess more than that, uh, we enjoy talking for an hour a week about fishing, but well, and you know, and everything and the other things come up and we, the way the weather has been this week, this, that's this spring a big one, that like, damn wind. It's just like, it's like 40 mile an hour wind, 30 mile an hour wind. And it's like, sometimes the last thing you want to do is just go over there and get your butt kicked all day right. long by fighting the wind. And yeah, you can find spots that are out of the wind, but still it's, it can make for a long day. And, and for us here, we've said it. Uh, a bunch of times like for us to get to the closest lake it's 45 minutes yep so i mean you got to make a day out of it you can't you know you can't just make oh we're gonna go fishing for a couple hours it's just like you kind of got to commit to at least half a day it is getting to that point now where it's getting light or it's staying light late enough that we can do those after work trips now yep you know if if we wanted to run over to okaboji or silver lake or you know, even even probably a couple lakes over in South Dakota or up in Minnesota, uh, we could make that trip now, uh, you know, getting off, taking off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and, and you could go and, and get three, four hours worth fishing in, you know, until dark. And uh, obviously, both you and I wake up pretty early in the morning, Uh we're not going to be those dudes that sit out there and fish until midnight. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. can, can you, yeah, of course you can, but, but that just, 
doesn't necessarily work for us. But and, I the bat, do think, and the bass usually stop biting after dark anyway. Right, so it's only trash point, fish. What's the point of saying <laughs> It's only there, trash though. fish. Moon eyes and wall eyes. They, <laughs> About they're, the same They're thing. cousins. Yeah. <laughs> both Look, in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> both in the eye subspecies. I, and I, I think that's science. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> they both have gold eyes. So, like... Like yeah, yeah you can the moon it. eye, the you gold can. eye, the wall eye—they're all—they're all in that. Yep, <laughs> exact same thing. <laughs> I got another question for you. What Scott. you got? What you got? A random one here. Is there some? Is there one thing in the fishing world, like type of fishing, that you have no interest in ever trying? Like, you know what? That just doesn't interest me. I don't, I, I'm good if I never, ever do that. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's, you know, obviously there's all kinds of different fishing, bass fishing, walleye fishing, going, we talk about how we love catching all the different types. There's trolling, there's, you know, downriggers, running downriggers, there's fly fishing. I mean, is there one thing where it's just like, you know what? I just don't really have any desire, any, you know, I would be good if I never did that. Have, I'll, I guess I, I'll be honest, like bow fishing doesn't really, you know, if that does count as fishing, right. oh, it is. that, that, yeah. that really has no, I, I don't have a whole lot of interest. I'm not, I'm not against it. Like I'm, I'm for it. You know, I'm, I'm whatever. Uh, I do have a, I, I would like to go out West to Montana or Wyoming and, uh, and do some fly fishing there, there's a lot of regular fishing, I, I guess I'll call it regular traditional fishing that I would rather do before it. But that is a bucket list deal for me to go out and do some fly fishing. Um, you know, we knock walleye fishing all the time and, and just because the walleye guys raz us too or whatever. But uh, I, I love trolling for walleyes. I truly do, especially like out on the Missouri River. You know, you just kind of sit back, relax, stare up at the shore and, you know, look up in the gullies and gulches uh, up on the hills. Right. I, I, I like that. I don't, I, I guess probably for me, the only thing that I would say, nah, I really don't care, would probably be bow fishing. And, and I would even almost go as far as to say, I would, I'd like to give it a shot, but I'm almost afraid, like, if I would give it one shot. Bow fishing is, I know you're going on this, like that you'd be like, oh, wow, I got to do this. Yeah, maybe, maybe and, I like it more than what I thought I did. But and, and bow fishing is one of those things, too. It's like, I mean, it's a, it really is fun to do. Like when you start doing it, it's a great time. It's a hoot and everything. But then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, crap. Now got, what do we do with yeah, these? Yeah. Now we got all these carp laying here and it's just throw them like, in the ditch well yeah unfortunately yeah. that happens quite a bit or just throw them on the shore right here but yeah i mean it is it's one of those things like it's you got to kind of have a game plan <laughs> you gotta think ahead because you can get caught up doing it next thing you know you got a pile of 20 carp laying there and you're just like uh did anybody bring a like a big trash can or something like this that we can throw them in to haul them home or <laughs> throw them in the trunk of the car yep yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so, yeah do you, so, you you must have a fish? Uh, no, uh, I was just thinking about that a little ago when we were sitting here talking about it. I mean, you said your bucket list thing is to go out and go fly fishing. I, you know what? Fly fishing is one of those things that I can take or leave. Yeah, I really can. I just, I mean, I get why people, 
enjoy it and the sereneness of it and everything like that. But I've tried casting the fly rod before, and it just. I think I, I I think I'm a Colorado fly fisherman. Are you no trees around? No, I want trees. Oh, you want? Trees? I want trees, and Colorado's got the trees. Oh, I suppose, yeah. You know what they don't have? Bears, grizzly bears, grizzly bears. Yep, I'm. I yeah. I can I can do black bears. I can right. I can go somewhere with black bears, but uh, anytime grizzly bears, yeah, yeah, they, new, they'll kill you just just, just to because, say they did just it for yeah. fun. They yeah, just, because they can. They know they can. Yep. But yeah, no. At, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that there really is a form of fishing that I wouldn't like to go and try once. Um, right, if you got presented with it. But you know, even I, as much as I say I'm a bass fisherman, if I had, if I had a hundred days of freedom to go fish whatever I want, I, I would dare say that there there would probably be another style of fishing that I would do even more than bass fishing, just. Just you know, to do it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm going to go with the flow. And, and you know, you and I are both the same. You can go out bass fishing, but if all of a sudden it's like, hey, there's a bunch of crappie oats over there. Let's try to catch some Bass crappies. fishing trip turned into a crappie fishing yep. trip. And, and, you know, hell, it could be bullheads. I catch the shit out of bullheads. Yep. I ain't nothing wrong with that. I'd, I'll go catch anything at any given time. I'm not picky. And... I throw almost everything back anyways, so I'm truly doing it just to fight a fish and yeah. have fun and take a picture and send them back swimming. So, yeah. Uh, that, I, our, that memory from last year or a couple years ago popped up when we went down to the park that one night. and just Caught carp. carp. We yep, need to do that again. Carp. Yeah, that was a good time. God dang, it was that fun. That was fun. Um, Matt, let's uh, let's hear your story about Madeline Island. Let's hear Madeline about Wisconsin. Island. Did you get any cheese? Did you go to the Line and Kugel Brewery? Like, <laughs> did you buy stock in the Packers? Did you? I saw I saw a lot of Packer license plate. I mean, like special license plates. So I wonder if those are like people that had bought stock in the Packers, and you get a special license plate for it. Really? So, I don't know. Maybe you did that's, or maybe they just love the Packers that much that it's like a religion over there that they all have. Because I don't see a lot of Minnesota Vikings plates, but I saw a lot of Green Bay Packer plates over the this weekend. No, we went, Emily ran her marathon up at Madeline Island this last weekend. So we headed up there Friday, made a nice little drive up there. And uh, hit a, it was kind of fun driving through that northern Wisconsin part and, you know, driving through all those little small towns. A lot of bars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we were leaving on Churches Sun- and bars. <laughs> we were leaving on Sunday morning and she she wanted to get some bent paddle beer and that's made in duluth up there and she's like looking at some of the liquor stores and she's like oh it's gonna be sunday like i wonder what time they're gonna be open 8 a.m it's like come on it's like you gotta hit it up before you go to church i mean they got the church live streaming at the bar (laughs) so no we went up there it was kind of cool the ferry ride that was the first time i've ever (coughs) rode on the ferry like that and we got up there and we were like the last car and it didn't look like the ferry had much room and we we're just like oh okay we'll just we'll wait for the next one to come and stuff like that and all of a sudden they're like no no we can fit you on here and it's just like i'm looking and she's looking and it's just like we're like are you sure they're like oh we can get you on here and it's just like okay <laughs> and we drive up there and uh pretty soon they're putting up that back ramp and uh there's 
one of the workers is like standing on the back side of the car, like on the ramp as it's coming up. So it doesn't hit the back of the car, making sure like how far they can put it up. And it's like, Oh my gosh. It's like, I've seen too many stories about like, Oh, fairy hydraulics break. And <laughs> the, the man, ramp goes man down. And wife, man and wife <laughs> go dipping into superior in a Subaru. And it, I, and that water isn't warm exactly no. this time of year. So any time of the year, really. Right. So no, it was it was all good. Yep. We got over there and we got to drive around the island. And as she ran her marathon, you know, I was kind of happy for her. I was really happy for her because she's been trying to do this one the last two years, but with COVID and everything, it kept getting shut down. And uh, as she ran it, I actually brought my bicycle along and I rode the rode the island and went to different spots on the course and cheered her on and everything and you take it off any sweet jumps oh you know i did that yeah, i know you did you i know just I want did. i, I want the let, best i, I want to let the listeners know i think the best part is bikes got pegs it does sweet pegs <laughs> sweet and, pegs and mag wheels and a gyro i went through a deck of cards in the spokes nice <laughs> nice <laughs> every few miles i yeah. just made sure i got a fresh freshy uh, on there let them know that <laughs> let the bears know that i'm coming you know like i don't want to roll up on no bear with cubs and surprise them it's like i'm i'm coming down the road here so sound like bigfoot going through the trees that's right <laughs> the best part the best part though is towards the end of the race just passing all the past the runners and go back again and just pass them again be like oh man i'm not tired at all you guys why you look so tired no i didn't do that that'd be a dick move yeah but. you did yeah you did <laughs> dick move for a dick <laughs> but no it was it was really cool like i said i was hoping to see a bear while i was out there riding didn't see a bear you saw, saw some, some yeah some bear crap on the road though i was like whoa all right i guess they are around here yep. um i'd definitely go back to the island again i think it'd be fun to go fishing out in lake superior oh i bet and just see what it all has to offer and get after it but now she did really good did awesome uh but that yeah that was kind of our weekend right i on. mean it was cool it was fun i don't think it was as exciting and action-packed as yours but uh mine was yeah. good mine was a good weekend uh like I like I mentioned earlier, uh, I was down at the Cox Ranch uh, this past weekend. Uh, Mullen, the, little, the little Cox, Ranch. little Cox, little medium Cox Ranch, not as long as what they advertise, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, that's that's down by Mullen, Nebraska, a little southwest of Valentine. For those of you guys that don't know where Mullen is, that's understandable. If you know where Valentine is, a little bit southwest of there, um, kind of down by Merritt Reservoir, but. Uh, it was their annual, I would say, roundup and branding. And uh, Grady and I took off bright and early on Friday morning, um, got down there, and I had been talking to Zach on the phone, and I had said, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're coming down to work. You know, you don't have to wine and dine us by any means. Uh, um, you know, we're treat, treat us just like you would anyone else. You know, we're coming to help, whatever. And, and I told him, Hey, obviously, you know, Grady and I aren't going to get up on horses. And he's like, Oh, you're, you're getting up on horses. And it's like, well, dude, I don't know how to drive a horse. Like I like literally have been on a horse one time and it was like on a, do you drive a horse or ride a horse? Ride a horse. <laughs> I think you drive them. I think you drive them. All right. I just want to make sure true horsepower. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you steer a horse. That's true. You, you give it a kick like you're stepping on a gas. I mean, 
I mean, you're drive riding it. it, but I mean, you're technically riding your pickup too. I think you drive them. You drive them. That's how, all right. We'll go with that for you. I can tell in your in your eyes though right now that you're not really going. I you're saying you're going. I just with don't it. think you can go to a real cowboy cowboy crew and tell tell them that you can drive a horse and they're gonna take you seriously. I mean. I think when they saw my license plate, I think they were done taking me seriously. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. I ride a horse. Your, ride a horse. I interrupted your story. I'm yeah, sorry. So rude. So rude. Constantly rude. But uh, anyways, uh, so Zach taught us how to saddle these bad boys up. And next thing you know, we're riding the range. And uh, um, Zach's freaking flying around the hills like he's getting chased by who knows yeah whatever but uh um freaking wild and and me and grady are just trying to keep this thing heading in the right direction and uh do you think he was doing that on purpose or do you think that his horse was like was in charge and was just just flying all over and he was holding on for dear life he was just we, try, and just we were, trying to make it look cool like he he was he was supposed to do that I, it was supposed to yeah do that. he was putting on he was he was trying to show off you know oh yeah but his horse was, you could see the fear in yeah, his eyes like, yeah you could tell scared. yeah you could tell now my horse's name was babe grady's was patch and uh we were in total great, nor- great horse names yeah i mean couldn't yeah, have picked right. him better All right. but uh um yeah we were in total control i didn't ever have a doubt in my mind uh <laughs> my legs fit perfectly around the horse i, I felt like i had been riding horse Natural. for years and uh so we got done with one bunch, and I'm kind of thinking like, whew, like, because I'm not going to lie to you, like the inside of my, my, the crotch region, <laughs> like it was in jeopardy. It was in jeopardy <laughs> after bunch one, and uh, um, then Zach's like, no, no, we got a, you know, we got two more bunches, and it's like, holy moly, like I don't know if I can really do this because, like, I just I don't I I wasn't timing it right, like. I'm not going to lie to you, like any time that that horse would get to go into trotting, and I didn't mean to get it going to trotting, it was like just trotting for the fun of it, and then I just couldn't really figure out how to stop it sometimes, but uh, it's like every time my butt's coming down, that horse's back is coming up, and it was just like, (laughs) like just hope, hope, and every time, you know, it's just like, ah, I don't know, and uh, my, my legs, I've I'm the opposite of bow legs. Like my legs bow out. They don't bow, bow around. If, if that makes any sense, like my, my legs, like my, my ankles can be eight inches apart and my knees touching. Like that's <laughs> how my, that's how my legs are. And that's not the type of legs you want for riding a horse. And so by the end of that, I was like, my, my knees were hurting. My ankles were hurting. I, I don't know. And I, so we finally got back after doing three bunches and I told Zach, like, old oh boy, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to help me here, because like, I think if I jump off this horse, like, I think I'm hitting the ground. I don't know <laughs> if my legs can support me. They still there, <clears throat> right? Because like, they're kind of shaking and whatnot. And I got off, and I was good, and you know, then I was pretty proud of myself. Like, you know what, we did it. Grady did great, and you know that, you know, you, I could have told you, but like the Coxes, you know, they're like taking their time, like as they're saddling to show you how to do it, and. You know, that even, even at the branding, you know, they're, they're taking their time, showing you how to do it, making sure you understand the program and yeah, whatever. The next day, uh, uh, branding was, it's organized confusion. I mean, there's hot, hot brands and needles and, and knives and people slicing 
nut sacks and and you know just doing all sorts of stuff roping calves going this way going that way whatever and miraculously everyone's just i mean everyone from, from an outsider's view it looks like like I'm, when it first uh, started guess going it's like what, you were probably like what in the hell is going on like what like okay like all kinds of moving parts right and i mean i i understood i understood the program you know well, I've, right I've, you know, I, I get it, but it's just, it's probably more dangerous than what you really realize. You know, for, for these cowboys that have gone to a hundred different brandings this year, you know, it's just, well, whatever. But I, I just, I, I put this on a Facebook post, but I really truly feel like how well it, it went is just a true testament to how skilled those cowboys and cowgirls oh, yeah. were that are working there. I mean, these, these guys that are roping, I mean, that and and maybe it's somewhat the horse but i mean they're moving in on these packs of calves and this horse knows to kind of start going sideways so that you know it gives more of a lane for that that guy to rope and and as they're dragging the calves back like these guys know like oh you know a little bit too much slack in the rope you know i'm gonna go around and, and take a better bite at this calf and you know pull it you know i don't know it just there was a lot of skill there um all the way around and and uh it was it was just a privilege to see it and be a part of it and uh um there was good donuts good coffee <laughs> and then afterwards we got brisket and we got freaking snickerdoodle salad and we got brandon potatoes which are cheesy potatoes but brandon potatoes is funner to cool. say, I was gonna say that you can't put you can't put a g at the end it's like yearlings you know <laughs> going out to catch a couple yearlings you can't put a g at the end because that's the cowboy way and uh um God, I don't know. It just well, you it, and I this were, whole ranching deal is just in my blood. I think I'm putting my house for sale probably <laughs> this weekend or next. Or you're just gonna just buy some cattle and some horses and put them on your yard. What this I mean, is the little Sturman Ranch right, right here. It is. It's the little little Sturman Ranch. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure my neighbor across the way, Jeremy K. He's got a fence over there. He does, and I'm probably gonna throw a couple bottle calves in there, <laughs> and. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm probably going to lease his ground. Yep. I'm going to lease his ground. And, and, I mean, you know what Jeremy will do for 50 cents. Imagine (laughs) what he'll do for four bucks. I mean, he is going to let me run a couple cow-calf pairs over there. Um, You know, right across the way, we got this little holding retention pond. You know, the the city owns it, and I'm a city taxpayer, so I feel like I can probably. Exactly. Right. So, so, I mean, I can fit a couple cow-calf pairs over there and. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be ranching by this weekend <laughs> at the latest. <laughs> well, you know, you and I were talking about this the other day when, you know, we both got back and, um, and you were talking about just how, how fun it was just to sit back. I mean, obviously amongst the chaos, you were able to do that every once in a while, just to kind yep. of glance and watch those guys work. And it's truly like watching professionals work. It's like the equivalent of, going to a fishing tournament and be able to sit in a boat and watch like these professional anglers fish, going to a sporting event, watching these profession professionals do what they do. I mean, it was literally like being at a rodeo, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, there was one dude's horse who got to bucking and I don't, I don't know what, what made it buck, but Thank, it, thankfully that was after you were all done riding horse, right? You're damn right. Otherwise I wouldn't <laughs> have been on it because that guy, you know, hey, he's that, an experienced guy that, yeah. and, and after that horse went to bucking, he's like, this horse never bucked in its life. 
And this other dude's like, well, that ain't true. I just saw a buck. But Zach said the same exact thing to me when he was trying to get me on that horse. Like, no, this horse <laughs> never bucked. Well, and I'd been like, well, this cowboy over here just had a horse that never bucked. Like, maybe there's something in the water down here on the Cox Ranch this weekend, and I can't take that risk. But, uh, um, yeah, overall, pretty awesome. Um, you know, I, I've, I've said it before, like that Sand Hills has just kind of gotten into my blood. Being down there with Coxes is just, I mean, spectacular. I, You know, you can sit here and, and I can make Facebook posts and I can tell you guys on the podcast 25 times about how great these people are and, and how special this place is. And, and everyone's like, yep, yep, yep. But and, until, you, until you actually get to meet them, until you actually see it, you just won't ever truly understand what what this is like you know uh it's it's a it's a slice of paradise and um yeah i don't know i'm 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 lucky enough to have gotten to go down there and i'm just i'm really the thing that i'm most excited about with that whole branding and and everything this last weekend is that i got to do it with grady you know i'm i'm 33 he's 14 but i was learning how to brand right with him right you alongside know, and, him yeah. and you know it wasn't i wasn't teaching him i was i was the student along with him and and that was pretty special to me because um you know i asked him i'm like you you want to go back again next year and i mean there was no hesitation like it, it, it's not a if we're gonna go we are going and and i'm ordering a cowboy hat because i mean at this point in time i'm no longer a rookie like i'm kind of an experienced rancher well, when you ride a horse for five to six hours, I mean, that qualifies you. I don't care. That qualifies you for a cowboy hat. How about chaps? You going to get some chaps? I'm going to get chinks. Chinks. All right. Chinks are shorter than chaps. Okay. I didn't know that neither. All right. But oh, I, I, can't, I, heard, I, I, heard, guess. I heard a couple people talking about, uh, heard a couple people talking about it and somebody said something about Zach's chaps and, I, and Zach's like, no, these are chinks. And I'm like, well, what the hell's the difference? And so then I went and looked it up, and chinks are shorter than chaps. All right. Just, all right. Spanish. comes from the Spaniards. All right. See, there's just that whole cowboy culture. It's like, that's something that I'm totally foreign with, obviously. I I got to go to Young's Western Wear on the way down in uh, uh, Valentine and get Zach some Rowls. Rowls? What are Rowls? Let me tell you what a Rowl is. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, It's the thing on the back of the spurs. You know the round deal that's yep. in your spurs that you that you kind of kick the horse with. That's a rowl. That's a rowl. And he had a rowl come off his spurs. Ooh. So nothing Scott, worse than missing a rowl. You know, Sturman's Western wear and tack. Uh, you know, mobile, mobile out of the back of a Colorado, <laughs> and and uh, Aaron Zach's wife actually served donuts and coffee out of the back of my Colorado. So I got a oh, picture of yeah. just a whole slew of cowboys hanging around the Colorado, and I mean. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I ain't surprised. Just, they see the power, the reliability, and the style, and they're like, hey, give me one of those donuts and let me take a look at that bad boy. Let me see what you got there. Yeah. What you got going on here? You got that little little pick-em-up truck. It's <laughs> make a, a great ranching rig. Yep, that's exactly right. But no, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, like you said, I'm glad that you and Grady yep. got to experience that together. And, I mean... Like you said, you guys were wrestling around, I mean, some big calves all day long. It wasn't like it was just like, oh, come here and lay down and yeah, there let was, us do this thing. I mean, it there, was, there was some big ones. I'd say that there was a couple that, you know, I don't know, 200, 
and 50 pounds, I don't know, 200 pounds. I, I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm in the 250 ballpark and I'm trying to kind of compare myself to one of those, like, <laughs> eh, you know, I might have that one by a little bit. Nah, he might have me by a little bit, but I, w- I would say that there was a couple that were up in that, uh, you know, might've been up in that two two fifty range. Um, you know, a couple of them smaller also, but, uh, it seemed like the smaller ones had a little bit more kick, the bigger, the bigger, they're a little, they're a little bit more squirrely. Yep. Yep. It's kind of like a ramrod versus a me. You know? <laughs> they're just all over the place. Yep. They can't settle down. Yep. So, Kicking and screaming. Nope. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, thanks to the Coxes for having us down, having us down. But, uh, um, yeah, you got a good news story, Matt? Uh, I'm just going to say yesterday or Monday was a uh, track and field day. My big event of the year at school, second through sixth grade track and field day. So kids all did a great job. There was no any no major injuries or anything like that. Everybody that was a little banged up that day were all running around and smiling today at school. So My neighbor girl, the fastest girl in school. She can run. <laughs> Girl's a damn deer. That's what I kept That's saying. That's Jeremy Gay's daughter. <laughs> right. She is a deer. So I said that a couple times. I was like, I was like, everybody watch her. She runs like a deer. Like she's like a deer out there. And they're like, what do you mean a deer? I'm like, have you ever seen a deer run? Like those things can like they cover can go some ground long, long strides. strides. And it's just like here she just she got the baton the one time and she just took off doing like a 200 and she just and everybody's like holy buckets. I'm like, hey, she gets her speed from her mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Jeremy. <laughs> he knew we were going to take that job. Yeah, we had to. We had to. The opportunity uh, and then, was and there. And another great story was uh, we do a Frisbee throw. They get to choose one one out of three throwing events, the Frisbee throw, the softball throw, the football throw. And in the sixth grade boys, this one boy got up there on the Frisbee throw, and just as a gust of wind, we always make sure that the wind is at their back when they're throwing yep. so, and all that stuff. And just as a, like a nice little gust of wind came up he threw it nice and flat and perfect and that thing just kept on going just kept going and he out threw everybody by like 50 feet a kid that like nobody expected to do it that's and awesome. stuff like that that's and awesome. he i mean he was even like like what like just what just happened like did i really just do that like i'm not sure i'm like okay like with this like i'm did i cheat it's like it's like no get out there and everybody was cheering and stuff like that and that's that was that was pretty cool to see so that's always fun yep absolutely yours i mean Um, besides the whole cox ranch experience and yeah i don't know that i really have one um i don't know that i really have one outside wow i do have one i do do have one zach's son luke uh me and him uh were we were uh, he, he came out and he wanted to do a little calf wrestling. So, uh, me and, me and Luke were kind of hanging out for a little while. And, and when I would get up on, uh, on a calf's neck, Luke would come in, tuck in next to me and, and, uh, hang out. And, you know, we were working together, working buddies. And, uh, he was wearing a Nebraska Cornhusker shirt and I was kind of giving him the business, telling him, you know, ah, that ought to be an Iowa Hawkeye shirt. Well, Luke said, He'd kind of like himself a couple Iowa Hawkeye shirts, maybe five of them. Oh! And he wants a long sleeve sweatshirt. He wants a long sleeve T-shirt and a couple of short sleeves. And he's figuring he's gonna wear them to school. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So 
I'm going to be a man of my word, and I'm sending that little boy. <laughs> little care package. I'm sending him a couple Iowa Hawkeye shirts. And, right from Sturman's Western Wear. Yep. Sturman's <laughs> Western Wear and Tack here in downtown Rock Rapids, Iowa. Uh, so we'll see uh, We'll see if I ever get invited back down to the Cox Ranch. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yep. So, all right, guys. Uh, that was episode 172. Um, we should be back next week with a guest. Um possibly i guess uh holiday weekend everyone have a good uh holiday weekend yeah, that's right it's Memorial um Day. but hopefully uh, uh we might come back a day late again um just with the whole entire holiday weekend uh um doesn't make a whole lot of sense to drop on monday morning uh maybe tuesday morning but um uh we've got a couple guys in mind that uh that we might be reaching out to so uh if we can get those strings pulled that will be the plan but uh as always we thank you guys for listening uh like and subscribe if you are on one of those platforms and uh we'll see you next week later